Hello, this is Anviti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today, Saturday, the 14th of May, India reported 2,858 new COVID-19 cases and 11 related deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry data. The current number of active cases stands at 18,096. The daily positivity rate was recorded at 0.95%, while the national COVID-19 recovery rate was 98.74%. The ministry also reported that India's COVID-19 vaccination coverage has exceeded 191.15 crore. More than 3.15 crore adolescents have been administered with the first dose of the COVID vaccine within the vaccination programme for the age group 12 to 14 years, which started on March 16th of this year. In a new study published in Plus One, researchers found that the virus shows greater stability on plastic money cards, with the live virus still being detected 48 hours after the initial deposition, the Times of India reported. According to the study, the use of credit and debit cards over cash as a COVID-19 prevention measure is not advisable. Meanwhile, after confirming its first COVID-19 case on Thursday since the outbreak of the pandemic, North Korea claimed that 21 people have died so far and 1.74 lakh people were found with fever symptoms on Friday. Experts are worried as the country's citizens are unvaccinated and they fear if the closed-off country can manage a large-scale outbreak with its limited resources, the Times of India reported. So far, the coronavirus has infected over 4.31 crore people in India and claimed over 5.24 lakh lives though these numbers are largely believed to be undercounts. Whereas globally, the coronavirus has infected over 520.6 million people and caused over 6.2 million deaths, according to Johns Hopkins University. Today morning, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal and Deputy CM Manish Sisodia visited the site where a massive fire broke out in a four-storey commercial building in Delhi's Mundka on Friday evening. While talking to the media there, Kejriwal announced a compensation of Rs 10 lakh for the kin of the deceased and Rs 50,000 for those who have been injured. He also ordered a magisterial inquiry into the incident. As of today morning, at least 27 people died in the incident and 12 more are reported to be injured in this fire, NDTV reported. Only six of the recovered bodies have been identified so far. According to the Delhi Fire Services Chief Atul Garg, Rescue operations have been on since last night and the death toll is likely to go up, the Indian Express reported. A National Disaster Response Force team has been carrying out a search and rescue operation at the site. DCP Samir Sharma of Delhi Police said that two people have been arrested in the case. They have been identified as Harish Goel and Varun Goel, owners of a company called Coffee Impex Private Limited, which manufactures CCTV cameras and operated from the building. The fire broke out in their office. Speaking to the Indian Express, relatives of those who work at the complex claimed a meeting had been called on the second floor and most of the employees had gathered there without enough space for seating. Some were seated on the floor. A power outage occurred half an hour into the meeting and an employee ran downstairs. Following this, a fire broke out. Those who have been rescued claimed there was no way to reach the exit or enough space. Some even tried to jump out of the windows to save themselves from the rising flames and smoke. NDTV reported that the owner of the building has been identified as Manish Lakra and is on the run. 
The structure allegedly did not have a safety clearance from the fire department. Following the central government's decision to ban wheat exports, senior Congress leader P. Chitambaram today called it an anti-farmer measure and claimed inadequate procurement of wheat may have driven the government to take such a decision, the Indian Express reported. He said, and I quote, I presume that it is because the central government has failed to procure enough wheat. It is not that wheat production has come down. It is more or less the same. In fact, it may be marginally more. Yesterday, I was told by the Chhattisgarh minister that they have been able to procure 97 lakh tons of paddy. So, if procurement had taken place, there would not be any need to ban the export of wheat. Unquote. NDTV reported that in an attempt to control the rising prices of grain in India, the government banned wheat exports with immediate effect on Friday. The only exports allowed are for shipments for which letters of credit have been issued on or before notification issued on Friday evening. The notification, issued by the Directorate General of Foreign Trade, stated that some exports will be allowed on requests from any country that needs help. The order stated that the request-based export will be allowed to quote in order to manage the overall food security of the country and to support the needs of the neighbouring and other vulnerable countries, unquote. The ban came as a surprise as earlier this month there was a speculation to boost wheat exports. A government statement said on Thursday, and I quote, The centre will send trade delegations to Morocco, Tunisia, Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, Turkey, Algeria and Lebanon for exploring possibilities of boosting wheat exports from India. India has set a target of a record 10 million tonnes of wheat in the 2022-23 amid rising global demand for the grain globally, unquote. Commerce and Industry Minister Piyush Goel on April 15th had even tweeted that Indian farmers have, quote, ensured our granaries overflow and we are ready to serve the world, unquote. Incidentally, the ban order came one day after India reported a record annual consumer price inflation hitting a near eight-year high of 7.79% in April and retail food inflation surging even higher to 8.38%. It should be noted that the current yield of wheat is being reported to be affected by the unprecedented heat wave. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, during his visit to Germany earlier this month, even claimed that farmers of the country have stepped forward to feed the world amid a global shortage of wheat. He said, and I quote, Whenever humanity is faced with a crisis, India comes up with a solution, unquote. However, that solution has now been banned with recent developments. Today, video survey of the Gyanwapi Masjid complex in Varanasi was conducted amid tight security arrangements, the NDTV reported. Among those present were the court-authorised persons, all parties, their advocates, court commissioners and videographers. Officials said that the court order was carried out peacefully without any interruptions as all parties cooperated, according to the midday. District Magistrate of Varanasi, Kaushal Raj Sharma, said, and I quote, Survey of more than 50% of the place has been done. The survey work is confidential and is done under the monitoring of the court, so information regarding the places where the survey was done and what was found cannot be shared for now, unquote. The rest of the work will be completed tomorrow. The survey that started last Friday could not be completed because of the dispute over videography inside the mosque. 
whereas the lawyers of the petitioners had asked for filming inside the mosque, including its basement. The mosque is located near the famous Kashi Vishwanath Temple. Heavy police force had been deployed in around 1 km periphery of the Kashi Vishwanath Gyanvapi complex for the survey. According to NDTV, an important meeting was held with all parties concerned on Friday. Lawyers representing both the sides were present at the meeting held by the district magistrate. Subhash Nandan Chaturvedi, the petitioner's lawyer, claimed locks will be broken to make way for the surveyors and action will be taken against anyone who tries to block the process. Members from both sides will go inside and conduct the survey. Meanwhile, the lawyer for the Gyanwapi Mosque Management Committee, Abhaynath Yadav, on May 12th, had called the court order illegal. Listeners, on May 12th, the court ordered that the video survey of the Gyanwapi Mosque be resumed. The original survey order in April, however, was halted after the Mosque Managing Committee accused the court-appointed Advocate Commissioner of being biased. A lawyer representing the committee told News Laundry their objections stemmed from the fact that it was a sensitive issue that could lead to security problems. While we can talk of court orders and legal proceedings, let's remember these decisions impact people living in the area. The night before the Varanasi court's order was passed, News Laundry met with local residents and shopkeepers in Varanasi to ask them what they thought about the issue. Watch my colleague, Tanishka Sodhi's video report titled High Tension, Higher Stakes What Locals Near Varanasi's Gyanwapi Mosque Think of the Video Survey You can watch the video on newslaundry.com or visit our YouTube channel to find out how these petitions are affecting the local community and the communal harmony. Listeners, if you like the work that we do and want more video reports like this, do consider subscribing to us to access more content. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence because we don't depend on them for ads. Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So if you aren't already a part of our ad-free system, do consider subscribing by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from Rs 300 a month. Three police officers were killed in Madhya Pradesh's Guna district today when alleged poachers opened fire at them, the Indian Express reported. According to the report, the police had gone there to arrest the alleged blackbuck poachers at around 3 in the morning when the firing took place. Police sources also said that body parts of four deer and a peacock were discovered near the location where the firing took place. State Home Minister Narottam Mishra told reporters, and I quote, Following a tip-off about the presence of some miscreants, a police team reached the spot located under the Aran Police Station in Guna district. After the police personnel surrounded them from all sides, the miscreants started firing at them, in which three policemen were killed, unquote, the Hindu reported. According to the Economic Times, Police Sub-Inspector Rajkumar Jatav and two constables, Nilesh Bhargava and Santaram Meena, were killed. Chief Minister Shivrat Singh Chauhan declared an ex-gratia of Rs 1 crore and government jobs to the family of the victims. Additionally, Chauhan will hold a high-level emergency meeting in connection with the incident. Senior police officers, including the DGP, Home Minister, Chief Secretary and others will attend the meeting. Chauhan added that the miscreants have been identified. A body of a man, which was recovered from a surrounding village, had bullet wounds. However, it is not yet clear if he was one of the culprits. 
the United States of America has expressed that the country is quote-unquote deeply troubled by the Israeli forces' attack at the funeral procession of Palestinian-American reporter Shirin Abu Akleh, NDTV reported. Taking to Twitter, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said, and I quote, We were deeply troubled to see the images of Israeli police intruding into her funeral procession today. We remain in close contact with our Israeli and Palestinian counterparts and call on all to maintain calm and avoid any actions that could further escalate tensions. Unquote. According to Al Jazeera, Israeli forces killed their Palestinian journalist on Wednesday intentionally. Shireen was reporting on an Israeli raid in the Jenin refugee camp in West Bank. The forces did not leave her even after her death. Media reports have claimed that her coffin being shrouded in Palestinian flag was one of the reasons for the attack on the funeral procession. The network issued a statement which said, and I quote, Al Jazeera condemns Israeli occupation forces' attack on the mourners carrying the coffin of murdered journalist Shirin Abu Akleh. In a scene that violates all norms and international laws, the Israeli occupation forces stormed the French hospital in Jerusalem and attacked the mourners of the late Shirin Abu Akleh at the start of the funeral procession. Unquote. People shared videos of the incident online and Israeli forces can be seen beating Shirin's pallbearers. Al Jazeera media network said, they denounced this violence in the strongest terms and that they hold the Israeli government fully responsible for the safety and security of all the mourners and the family of their colleague Shirin. During her funeral procession, heavily armed Israeli border police suddenly appeared on the scene and pushed the gathered crowd. The coffin and a group of pallbearers were attacked and beaten. Stun grenades were then fired in the direction of the mourners. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you next week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.